adding on to some comments she made critical of Mayor Jim Langfelder last night in the aftermath of that vote. I wanted to give the mayor a chance to respond. He's graciously uh, taking time out of his schedule to join us live here. Mayor, thanks for the time. Good to talk to you this afternoon. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I want to go back to the beginning of this because it was mm-hmm. my impression, and, I, and I've heard from others as well, that you seem to be on board with the idea of the Center for Health and Housing on the 11th Street location uh, when it was initially proposed and, and for quite a while there. And then after the Boys and Girls Club uh, meeting uh, a few weeks back where there was a lot of opposition voice to this, you began to have some second thoughts. And that's when you and I talked on the air about it and you expressed your concern about the location, the proximity to the school, to the Head Start our program, uh, et cetera. Would, would, would that be accurate? Did, did that meeting bring to, to your attention concerns that maybe you hadn't been as aware of up to that point? Uh, I would say that's accurate. It's similar to what we went through on Salvation Army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so at that point, then, you, you talked about, you know, obviously the concerns that had been raised there. You talked about uh, maybe trying to find an alternate location, although we never really heard a lot about where specifically that might be. Can you walk us through a bit as to what, what you did when you started to have those, those concerns uh, as, as were being voiced by residents near this, uh, this facility? And what steps did you take to try to you know, make, make sure that everybody's concerns were addressed? Yeah, mitigate the... Uh... Yeah, and uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't inflect myself at the Boys and Girls Club. People say, why didn't you speak to that? Because it wasn't about me trying to direct uh, where they should go. It was through a process that my economic development director, Val Yazel, helped with. And we are, everybody's in consensus that we're for the Center for Health and Housing. So they went through the process, came with that. When they brought me the building, I said, yeah, the building looks good. They said, um, it, uh, you know, fits our needs. So they brought it forward and, you know, there was concerns raised. Uh, and then when I drive by there, you know, they talk about the daycare and everything else. And, uh, and then, so that's same thing with Salvation Army. You try to listen and then address the concerns of the citizens. It's no different than any other project we've worked on. And that's what we did. So after the boys and girls club meeting, I got calls from both sides. Uh, because it is a polarizing issue, um, but we're trying to make sure that we can address everybody's needs. And uh, uh, with regards to that, then I brought both sides together, and really there was no resolution at that point in time. Um, and uh, after that, uh, what you know, I was looking for. You know, I said I'm, I think continuously. I'm see if there's an alternative site, an alternative site, and then went through that whole process. And I did send an email to all the aldermen. Um, once I had a potential, uh, a potential one, I said, and this just came to uh, my ability to secure an option to purchase. But in this case, it'd have to be a build, a build situation. So with that, um, you know, that's when I sent the email to the aldermen and said, well, maybe you should. Uh, consider a continuance, you know, for 30 days, and that's not out of the ordinary for any type of zoning. Um, so, and then you can possibly that this parcel, or there's another one that was suggested by a homeless individual uh, right next to, I think it was John, uh, St. John's Breadline, uh, which is up for lease. And so that would give everybody the opportunity to take a step back, look, and what the concerns of the neighbors were, and get them a chance to meet with the individuals and, you know, sit down and see if there can be some consensus while you thoroughly try to bet the other options uh, if there were, you know, could be worked out. And so if we work diligently towards that, you might come back with the same conclusion. But if you did, uh, then you'd have the 
list or the parameters in place that might make it acceptable, might not, but or you might find an alternative site that might be better. I'm not sure, but you everybody would have to be in agreement that we're going to sit around the table, try to work with it with the interested parties or the impacted parties. And so that's what was clear last night is that individuals, you know, they said time we weren't at the table, we weren't at the table. That's so different from the Salvation Army uh, situation. That's why we went through this similar process and try to work our way through it. Where was, where is the the parcel of land that you proposed as an alternative that would require a building uh, actually on that site? But but where is that land? Actually, it's I think it's 701 North Ninth Street, and actually where that came into being was, and this takes us way back, probably two years, Alderman Proctor brought it to my attention, and he wanted a day center. And Alderman Proctor is dedicated uh, to finding the needs for the homeless, and he's one of the few uh, um, aldermen that really been active in trying to move that directive forward. And so when I looked at it, I go, yeah, this uh, looks like it could be a great place. It used to be a Sally Ward cleaners. Okay. So anyway, um, with that, you know, that's when we were meeting with Erica on uh, the concept of a, you know, replacing our low barrier shelter and, or that center going that direction because you have to do something. At that's, that time, that's you pretty know, residential that, over there too, though, isn't it? Isn't that? Uh, doesn't you have a fair amount of residential properties right in that immediate uh, vicinity too? Not, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, actually this. The difference here, uh, we believe, I think it's zoned for what the center would provide. Okay. Uh, the uh, there will be challenges, just like Salvation Army was designed the same way, but the challenge was the funding. Then you have to go before city council for funding and things of that nature. And, again, it's totally different because it's a build, and they wanted to move in right away. Right. And so, it's a, you know, that's that's the – this is no different from another building I tried to buy downtown that I was not successful in. I've been yeah, down that, that path where sure. you you identify a building – and then you're trying to make use out of it. But then, you know, it's important. that's where the 30-day suggestion came in. Let's take a step back, get people around the table at the neighborhood group, NAACP, you know, the hospital, the city, and see if we can make this work. Because everybody wants a, success, a successful project moving forward. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder is live with us. And that brings us to one of the points that Alderwoman Turner raised when she was on in the last half hour. Uh, in saying that while you are publicly voicing concerns about this site, publicly looking for alternatives, she says you never really directed your staff away from pushing ahead with the 11th Street location. Val Yazel and others continued to work with helping hands toward that that goal. So she she is suggesting that you are are out publicly saying one thing, but behind the scenes administration is doing something else. Can, can you respond to that? Sure. I mean, this is uh, no different. Uh, the Center for Health and Housing has to happen. So I'm not going to pull the plug on their work. I mean, if we can work through a solution, we should work through the solution. And so, uh, and if it's not uh, amenable, then we need to figure out if there's a way that we can make it work. And so, the, in the process, uh, you know, that's uh, that's when I was looking at other alternatives and seeing if there's something else that could make sense. The the other thing she objected to is she said that you have now made this a racial issue. And I know you addressed this after the uh, the vote last night, that it was the eight white aldermen who voted in favor of this, the two African-American aldermen who mm-hmm. were opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Do you see this as indicative of a, of a racial divide in the community? Uh, I would say it gives that perception. And that's the whole, uh, I think that was pointed out by the media after the regional planning vote. I think it said, 
the six uh, white members and then voted for it. The three uh, minority members did not. And so uh, that tells me that's either real, and if it's real, we need to change it. If it's perceived, we need to say, you know, that's not, we need to convince everybody that it's perceived. But that's what it looks like on the surface. And so I think another thing I said, um, you know, with regards to that is I've said this in meetings with regards to you want a win-win situation because when we went to Salvation Army, we asked them to change their model, which they did, and what we don't want is a proliferation of homelessness. And so they're, they're being good partners with the neighbors. They went and did outreach and things of that nature, and they changed their model. So, uh, you know, they opened up their doors and worked through that. But uh, that hasn't been easy, but that's what it takes. And so with regards to habitat, uh, that's what you want to make sure of because you don't want to put habitat for humanity into a situation. You mean helping where, hands? Oh, I'm sorry, helping hands. Yeah, um, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> helping hands into a situation that uh, they're not successful. Everybody wants the Center for Health and Housing to be successful. Helping Hands has helped. They helped us through our most trying time without a state budget when we actually did the overflow shelter. And so uh, we can't thank them enough, uh, you know, with regards to that. So that's the whole purpose is making it sure it's a success. And so we don't want to put them in a situation uh, – Urban leagues, daycare across the street. That's the hook that I could not get off of. And that's any way I approach something. Is there a hook that you can't get off of? That was the hook for me uh, when I found out that was within the 500 feet that they were talking about. Uh, we can argue the 500 feet, whether it's the property line or the back of the property or wherever. That is a problem. And that's why I started looking for other sites when that was that close. Because, um, and so, th so let's play this out. They say they're not moving. Okay, they're not moving. But what if happy, help, uh, habitat or helping hands right now? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day and long night and long month. Yes. Anyway, uh, say they move into the facility, and maybe by good intentions or the intentions, they go ahead and move, Urban League. Uh, that gives the false perception that they move because of the center, even though it might not have been. And that just sends the wrong message. So it's important that we – that's what the 30-day request was – Let's take a step back, assess the situation, and uh, really flush out all the information possible, because I'm big on let's make the best decision possible with all the information we have, and then go from there. Mayor, I want to make sure I, I ask your response on, on one more sure. thing that Alderwoman Turner said. She says that you have told people in the course of this discussion that if this uh, vote went ahead as it did last night, that you were concerned that there could be, quote, riots on the east side, that, that people would be that angry about it uh, in mm, response to I didn't to use it. that term, though. I said I have concerns for a police officer. Uh, with regard, I mean, you look across the country, and I've said this: uh, you're always concerned with the uh, the police are under a microscope, and so especially with the minority community, and so that is always concern. I think a couple of weeks ago we had a situation where I think Alderman Turner had uh, reported at that time it was Gail Simpson, so it was a while back about those uh, parties in the streets, and so they go over there at 4 a.m., break up the party, and then it turns ugly, and then bottles were thrown, one of our officers gets hurt, and then so then this, these concerns rise up, you have to listen. And so they, that is always a concern. And so if um, you don't want a contentious situation in any event leading to heightened, um, heightened reactions, and so if, you know, uh, 
as you know, uh, with regards to that, that's always a concern. How do you form the best possible relations uh, with our public, working together, solving solutions, and moving forward in a positive manner? That's so, what we need to do. How do we now repair whatever rifts uh, exist? Clearly, there's some within the city council, but in the, the broader community at large, how do we repair those rifts? Well, you know, we can always blame the play the blame game, but the important thing is this is no different from any other zoning case. And what should have happened, if we rewind the clock, is give that 30-day extension because that would have gave everybody the opportunity to step back. What are the real concerns? Let's bring the parties together around the table. And when I've been involved with, it doesn't matter if it's a rail project or a road project, if you're trying to get something done expeditiously, you need all the players around the table. That means the funding partners, the impacted partners, and that's what you try to do. But, that, so, did, but that didn't happen, so what, what right. do we do that's, now? So, the, so what we do now is I think that's what we have to do. I mean, we have to get to, you know, Memorial Health Services, of course, HSHS St. John's, and then SIU, their partners in it, helping helping hands with regards to that. Uh, the individuals, I think it's Pioneer Park, uh, NAACP, and others that, uh, you know, Alderman Turner or Alderman Gregory especially, um, and sit around the table and figure this thing out. Are you going to pull that meeting together? Will you take that on, or who's, who's going to take responsibility to do that? Well, I will be a part of that. You, but, again, this but is a community gonna, somebody's initiative. somebody's got to organize it. Somebody's got to oh, put yeah, it together. Yeah, Who, yeah, who's who's going to yeah. do that? Right. So I have talked to uh, I've talked to Ed Curtis. I've talked to E.J. Kuyper from HSHS. I've talked to Teresa Haley. I've talked to um, Angela Harris, um, and I've talked to others. Uh, so, you know, that's what we will have to do. Let's figure this thing out. Can we? Uh, we need to make the Center for Health and Housing work. And how do we get to that position where it's uh, where we can with the homeless? and with our community working together. So with regards to the homeless, what came out really, uh, what I was trying to get out, okay, what is the service immediately available November 1st? Well, the center would not be available. And I think this is a key component to all this. I think there has been somewhat of an expeditious manner to get them open in the winter. So what we've, we're doing is we're getting the low barrier shelter that we have open by November 1st. And what that does is buy us time. We will be able to provide the same service level as we did last year. And that's why I asked Helping Hands, are you going to be able to help us in that effort? And the answer we got was maybe they will change, but it was no at that point in time. So I put out an email to the continuum of care, uh, and that's the whole social – there's nine social service providers for the homeless initiative in Springfield. And I asked for their help in identifying staffing assistance with that. And, of course, the city last year, as in previous years, helped, over, uh, you know, uh, with the costs associated with that. So we were over there and seeing with our fire inspectors, seeing what uh, modifications we can make to make it safer and uh, make it accommodating as much as possible so we can have that available beginning November 1st. And we can have it available once it's available. You can use it as long as we, we can. Mayor, keep us posted on that and keep us posted on the progress toward scheduling that meeting because it does mm -hmm. seem like there's going to need to be some work done to mend some fences in the aftermath of all this. Mayor, thanks for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Well, the bottom it. line is we will be in a better position tomorrow than we are today.